Lamentations 3, verse 19 to 26. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for their salvation from the Lord. Loving Heavenly Father, as we consider your word now, open our hearts to hear you. May you be glorified. Amen. Now, we are continuing our journey through the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. So we love, joy, peace, and today it's patience, which is somewhat ironic that it's fallen to me. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. Now, what is the longest and perhaps most dis disproportionate amount of time that you have had to be patient for? Now, I know some people queued from Tuesday to get a good, good spot on the mall, uh, camped from Tuesday uh, at the age of about 81, I think one lady was. I wouldn't do it now. Uh, now, um, as some of you know, Paul and I recently went to Amsterdam to visit uh, our niece. She's a, a student out there. And... We were all, you know, family groups. So there was one day when we were in the city and it was all people in different directions. So we said, right, well, Lydia, our niece, said, right, we'll go to this particular sandwich shop. Uh, it's, it's a great place to get a sandwich for lunch. And we said, yeah, yeah, fine. And she said, but make sure whoever's there first, get in the queue. I said, okay, okay. Well, we were there first, we got in the queue. Um, this queue had a security guard to manage the queue. There was places marked on the pavement where you could and you couldn't stand. Um, and we waited in our turn for 90 minutes for this particular sandwich. And it was still worth it. I hasten to add, it was, the, it, she said, it's the bit. She said, and Lydia, I think, was getting a little bit stressed that we wouldn't like the sandwiches. But I, I tell you, 90 minutes for a sandwich, it was still worth it. But that is quite probably quite a disproportionate amount of time to wait for a sandwich. Um, we were so hungry by the end that I forgot to take any photographs. Um, but if you are going to Amsterdam, go off peak and, and treat yourself to a Chun sandwich, Korean sandwich. It was truly amazing. But it is ironic that I was able to wait 90 minutes because if I'd been on my own, I probably wouldn't have done because I don't know about you, but I know that there are, when I read the list of the fruit of the Spirit, I know that some of my character, natural character traits, don't lend itself to certain aspects of the fruit. And for me, patience is the one. I don't like having to be patient, I'll be honest. Paul has to suffer this all the time, poor chap. But as I have been thinking about this, there are situations, and, and I hope and pray that I am a more patient person than I would be if I weren't a Christian. And I take some comfort from that. I'm a slightly more patient person than I would be if I weren't a Christian. But as I've thought about it over the last few weeks, I thought, you know what, that isn't really the comfort that I should be taking from this. Because 
We are called to become Christ-like, not just a slightly better version than we would have been if we weren't a Christian. So there might be a character trait of the other fruit that you struggle with. And, and yes, it's good that we might be slightly better at that than if we weren't Christians. But we talked already in this reading about a spirit that transforms. It's not just making us slightly nicer people, a slightly better version than we would be, but absolute transformation in our inmost being. If we are to become Christ-like, the way that the work of the spirit is to completely move us up the scale, not just up a little bit. The Bible talks about us being transformed. We have to follow God's example from Ephesians. To have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, to live by the Spirit. To have the same mindset of Jesus isn't just a slightly better version of me. It's a much, much bigger thing. Um, and much deeper. The work of the Spirit is much deeper. So, if you are struggling, like me, with one particular aspect and think, oh, you know, it's just me. I, I, I'm never going to achieve being patient. I'm never going to achieve being loving or gentle, whatever ever it is. The first thing we need to learn is that actually we are called to be transformed into exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. So our Christ-likeness is to be patient. And I think there are two sides being patient. There's waiting for something. So we were waiting for our sandwich for 90 minutes, waiting for our sandwich, waiting for something to happen or something to end. So looking forward. And there's waiting, being patient with others, showing grace to others. And that means exhibiting kindness and patience when somebody else takes up our energy, our time, or our attention, and it doesn't matter what it is, but being patient with them is part of being Christ-like. But when we are waiting for something, something to happen or for something to end, sometimes being patient in those circumstances is especially hard when we don't know how long we will be waiting. But this sort of fun waiting is fundamental to the Christian faith. We have shared communion. And Paul, when he writes about communion in 1 Corinthians 11, he says, we proclaim the Lord's death. We proclaim the Lord's death in bread and wine until he comes again. It is a meal of both remembering the past and looking forward to the future. And we have sung about that future anticipation when we will be face to face with Christ. But it's just that Christians have been waiting for about 2,000 years for that event. But because it hasn't happened for a long time, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. We are still called to be expectant and patient. It simply means that we are 2,000 years closer to when it will happen. And our passage that Jess wrote, read for us so beautifully earlier talks of this expectant waiting, this patient waiting for God. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good for those who hope, hope is future looking, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. 
the writer here pins his hope on Jesus, on the Lord, rather, as secure as, in, as his inheritance of land. Once you've inherited land, it's not going anywhere. And here the writer states that God is just as dependable and his hope is in God. There is a sure and expectant hope that something will happen. He expects God to be good to those who seek him. So he speaks of waiting quietly for the Lord. There's no impatience or getting agitated. Just quietly waiting for it to unfold in its time. Waiting because he is sure of what will happen. He is sure of the goodness of God. And that is what it's like to believe in Jesus. We can calmly and patiently wait for, wait for the fulfillment of the absolute certainty of hope we have in him. The certainty that if we place our faith in Christ, we will be with him face to face one day. And just as we wait for this certain hope, this certainty helps us to be patient when we are waiting for suffering to be over. Our passage that we've read in Romans tells us to be patient in suffering and we can be patient because we have Jesus with us and he understands suffering. He suffered physically, he suffered loss and bereavement. He walks with us and brings us comfort. And we know our suffering is both temporary and insignificant compared to eternity with God. Paul writes in the second letter to the Corinthians, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is seen is eternal. And that second aspect of patience is to show grace to others as we demonstrate our Christ-likeness. We know that God has shown us infinite grace and patience. And in his patience, he continues to bestow mercy new each morning. There is no point at which his grace and his patience runs out. The Bible says in several places he is slow to anger and rich in love. He is patient in waiting for us to turn to him. 2 Peter 3. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, excuse me, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So if we are patient with others, we are imitating how God has treated us. And if I'm on the ball and think that I need to, I just need to take a breath and remember that and decide in advance that I am going to be patient and show grace and pray. I am glad that that transforming work is of the Spirit and not in my strength. That passage from Romans also tells us to think about ourselves in sober judgment. 
So which of the fruit do you find most difficult? Do you share that challenge of being patient with me? I have shared with you the prayer that John Stott prays every day, or prayed every day for the, for the fruit of the Spirit to be ripened in his life. And I pray that for myself and for each of us. We are called to be patient. To be patient in waiting ultimately for Christ's return and to demonstrate his grace at work in us through the patience we show to others. If we do so, I believe we will deepen our discipleship in Christ and our witness to a world that needs to see him in us. You may remember a 1980s advertising campaign for Heinz tomato ketchup. It had the phrase, the best things come to those who wait. And the advert made a virtue of the lengthy time it took the tomato ketchup to emerge from a bottle. Or it was a virtue until they invented squeezable bottles. And we no longer have to wait for our ketchup. But they were right. The best things do come to those who wait. Because whatever is happening in this world... The best thing is to know Christ, to wait on him for his presence, and to look forward to a glorious eternity with him. And we can depend on that absolutely. So let us be patient, but let us keep waiting on the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your infinite patience with us, for your love and your generous, your generous gift to us in Christ Jesus. Forgive us when we are impatient with others and fail to demonstrate Christ-likeness. We fail to imitate your patience and we get agitated and anxious. Lord, be real to us, I pray, as we seek to wait on you quietly and calmly, following your guidance and allowing your spirit to transform our lives and our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.